0: A father walked down a river one day to wash up after camping the night before. His son, little Alfred, would end up following him. When the father was done washing up, he began to walk back to camp, this little shadow following behind him. Only Alfred stopped to see some of the other members who were also camping with them. When everybody returned to the camp that afternoon, they realized that Alfred had fallen behind, and he never caught back up. Hey guys, and welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Lulu, and it's great to hear from everybody again. I have some good news. Um, We are going to test out the water on Wednesday uploads. I'm not promising anything right now. I have an episode ready for you guys. Um, The audio might sound a little bit different. So Wednesday uploads are going to have a guest on them. They are going to be our whatever Wednesdays for your midweek miseries. Which literally means we're going to talk about whatever. It can be creepy. It can be a true crime that I want to share with somebody. It can literally be anything that I want to share with somebody. As of right now, I technically have two people who are interested in coming on. The goal of the Wednesday uploads is that I will have multiple different guest hosts and not necessarily have one specific one all the time you probably early on on the wednesday uploads are really only going to hear you know my best friend ray or somebody else who has reached out to me and wants to be on it every once in a while um that being said that if you tune in and there's a different voice or somebody else don't be shocked the goal for whatever wednesdays is literally to be whatever we want to talk about with whoever is available and because we're testing the waters out and i don't have a whole ton of Content planned for Wednesdays yet? We're only going to do the beginning of every month. One day, the goal is to be here every single Wednesday for you, just like I'm here every Sunday and every Friday. But let's just start slow and plan on the very first Wednesday of every single month. You will also get a whatever Wednesday. That being said, let's go ahead and move into today's episode. Today's episode is about. Alfred Bielhart. Now, Alfred had 10 siblings altogether. Four-year-old Alfred was one of the youngest of those siblings. This family was huge. Now, if you're not used to being around huge family, most of the time the older children will help look after the younger children, just kind of make sure everybody stays together. And if you really think about it, it is probably pretty easy to lose track of your children if you are trying to keep track of 10 children together. Because of this, when the family decided that they wanted to go camping, they would leave with a group of friends. Because imagine going camping with 10 children and it's just you and your husband on top of that, camping with your friends is just even funner. So when they had this whole plan together, they would set off on July 3rd, 1938 to go camping. They would pick a spot in Estes Park. They picked this spot because it was beautiful. There was actually some fishing spots nearby, a lot of hiking, and they thought it would just be perfect. Early one morning while camping, Alfred's father would walk down to the nearby stream to wash himself up. This was because he didn't like feeling dirty while camping. I know some people don't mind that feeling. I'm one of those that can go camping for a whole weekend and not ever have to, you know, feel like I need to take a shower or a bath till I get home. But I do know of some people that I have camped with that feel like they need to shower every single day because they just can't stand the dirt on themselves. When Alfred's father would walk down to the stream, he would have bouncing 4-year-old Alfred follow behind him. I do believe Alfred's father knew that he was there, and the rest of the camp knew that Alfred was going with his father. So his father would walk down, wash himself up, and begin to walk back towards the camp when he was done. During the time that Alfred's father took to wash up, another group of the friends split off to also walk down the stream and wash themselves up. They did not go quite as far as Alfred's father did, therefore when Alfred's father was walking back with Alfred joining him, they would run into these friends who were also washing up. These friends were only 500 feet upstream from where Alfred and his father were, not very far away. I'm unsure if Alfred's father talked to them while they were washing up or just kind of walked by them and made a mental note that they were there, but either way, Alfred decided to stop with those friends and hang out by the river as well while they were washing up. I am unsure if these friends were aware that Alfred was stopping there to hang out with them or not. I couldn't find that anywhere in my research, but I do know that when they were done washing up, they began to walk back towards camp as well. There is a little bit of conflicting stories I did run into. One of these was that it was, you know, early that morning they were washing up what I just told you happened. Another one was that they were actually on the way to a fishing spot when Alfred fell behind. Either way, when the whole group got together, whether that was at their destination or at the campsite, they realized that Alfred was no longer following anybody and panic set in. Fearing the worst, they decided to basically run back to the last place he was seen and search the river because Alfred was four years old and he could have fallen into the river and drowned or hurt himself or gotten lost. Now Alfred was not missing for that long when they realized he was gone. If I'm remembering right, it was less than 30 minutes that Alfred was gone. And if you go off of the 500 feet, that only takes like a minute to walk, therefore this couple or these friends who are also washing up were only a minute from Alfred and their father on foot and they were not very far from the campsite. So they probably realized Alfred was missing in the next 5-10 to minutes when they all got back to camp. He could not have gone far. They had over 12 people searching for Alfred in every single direction. They were yelling his name, they were running, they were looking through the water. But they could not track Alfred down, he had disappeared. So as soon as they could, they turned towards authorities. They informed the authorities that this little boy had disappeared and where he had disappeared from. Immediately, they began to search the area with over a hundred people now combing everywhere. They did focus heavily on the riverbank, fearing just like what the parents feared, Alfred had fallen into the river. They even blocked off The exit with like some netting, they did this because if Alfred had fallen in and they didn't find him and he did drown, the netting would catch him before he got past the river area and into a bigger body of water. But no matter what they did, they could not track down Alfred. Still, they came up empty handed from the river, from the netting, from walking on foot. Alfred was gone. So then they blocked off the river with huge rocks, sandbags, logs, anything like that, and began to comb the bottom of the creek with some grappling hooks, hoping that something must have dragged him down and Alfred had to be down there somewhere. But they still couldn't find four-year-old Alfred. Their next plan of action was to bring in cadaver dogs, hunt his scent and find out if he fell into the river, or maybe if somehow he had gotten a lot farther than they assumed he could have. They gave the dog his scent and immediately they turned into a different direction and began hunting Alfred. Instead of walking along the creek, they took them through the land. Alluding to the fact that Alfred didn't fall into the river, he wandered into the forest and must have gotten lost. And they just kept going. They led the authorities to the very top of a cliff and then laid down, refusing to to move. Cadaver dogs do this when they find something or when they've reached the end of a trail. Basically, either his trail stopped at the cliff top, or they found Alfred, but they searched that area and Alfred wasn't there. They even got the dogs up to walk the area farther to see if maybe something had happened and there was for some reason a break or something weird that the dogs just didn't sniff a spot. But they never tagged on Alfred again. His scent ended at the clifftop. They would search for 10 days for 4-year-old Alfred until they would finally have to call off the search. At this point, Alfred, wherever he was, had to have been dead. There was no way that if he was still in the wilderness, he managed to survive 10 days without any food, water, or protection from the animals or the harsh wilderness. Most of the people told the media that they thought that he must have drowned somewhere. In their opinion, he wandered too far, got lost, or he may have been abducted. But the family didn't feel like Alfred was dead. They felt sure there was no way he could have fallen into the river. That was very strange and very unlike Alfred. They felt more like he had been kidnapped. Then there were some sightings. One of these sightings came from the same day Alfred went missing, on July 3rd. A couple would be hiking the old Fall River Road and they would stop to take a breather. During this stop, like most people, they began to look out around this breathtaking scene and these trees and this how beautiful it was out there, and they would spot a child sitting on a rock on the mountainside, alone. These two would watch him, and they reported to the police that he made a noise at them. They couldn't tell if he was yelling something or just you know, being a kid, but then suddenly he was pulled back and disappeared. Like something grabbed him. The couple decided they needed to take a detour because they needed to make sure that this child was okay. So they hiked up there. I'm very glad that they decided to take this detour to make sure the child was okay. A lot of people would see something strange like this and just keep going on, and I'm so glad that they had enough care in their heart that they wanted to make sure this little child didn't get lost and he was okay. But when they got up there, this little boy was gone. There was no sign of him and no sign that there was a boy up there in the first place. This immediately raised concerns because they did not see who pulled him back, they did not see anybody else up there, and he was small and alone. So instead of finishing their hike, they turned around and hiked down so they could inform authorities of what they saw. When they told authorities, they quickly moved to that spot because at this point they knew Alfred was missing. But as soon as they got there, there was no boy and like I said, no proof that there was ever anybody up there. I did wanna note though, that the authorities did not believe Alfred could have been there. That is because this spot that he was spotted at, if it was Alfred, was pretty far from where he had went missing. They did not believe a four-year-old could get up there himself, much less in that short amount of time. But they still went and followed it up and they didn't find Alfred. I do not know why they did not bring cadaver dogs to maybe hunt the area, and maybe they did and I just didn't see that. Either way, there was no Alfred. On July 8th, the authorities would inform the public that they had found a Band-Aid that they believed was Alfred's. His mother had told the media that he had gotten a blister on his foot and he was wearing the same Band-Aid that they had found. Even though they had a Band-Aid from, you know, Alfred, it didn't get them anywhere. On the same day, July 8th, a woman in Nebraska would spot a child walking down the street with a man. Even though this gave her a weird feeling, she didn't say anything to anybody until she saw Alfred's picture in the newspaper the next morning. This would spark the memory of the boy that she saw because he looked like him and she would call authorities. They could not confirm that this was Alfred, but they also could not deny it because it was a day too late and by the time they went to follow up on this, the boy and the man were both gone. If things couldn't get harder for the family, on November 27th, 1938, the family would receive a ransom letter. This letter would read, quote-unquote, Sorry for your son. We went west, out of money. The boy doesn't talk to us. We will return your son if you leave $500 in a can one block from your house and the note. We will return your son within 24 hours. End quote. Two days later, on the 29th, the authorities would state that they believed this was a hoax and this was not coming from Alfred's kidnappers. Here's another thing that's very interesting about Alfred. I don't know if you guys have ever heard the story of the boy in the box. I have before. I haven't covered it yet. One day I do plan on covering it. Maybe I will look into covering that next week. If not, we'll cover it soon. But... When I was doing the research on Alfred and I was looking at his picture, he looked really familiar and it sparked a memory about the boy in the box. The boy in the box is a murdered young boy who they found wrapped in a blanket inside of a box and he is a John Doe. They've never been able to identify him. When you look at their pictures side by side, there is a lot of similarities between the two of them. The only difference is the age. The boy in the box was found February twenty fifth, 1957. They believe he was anywhere between three to seven years old. Now Alfred went missing July third, nineteen 1938. He was three going on four when he went missing. So the years don't necessarily match. And I do realize that when looking at the two dates and ages next to each other. But I am not sure if it's possible to starve somebody to a point that they don't really grow that much. And maybe the boy in the box is a lot older than we believe he is. The thing is, is if you look at the boy in the box, you can definitely see signs of abuse. He has... I think it's called cotton ear or something like that puffy ear where his ears are swollen. Um, My best friend told me that that is something that boxers often will get by being hit in the ear so many times they get this like puffy ear. So we know that the boy in the box was at least abused. It is entirely possible that he was possibly starved and maybe our age range that we believe the boy in the box was is off. Or maybe somehow they preserved the body for a while before dumping it. I'm not entirely sure, but I do know when I looked at them side by side, it was very, very strange to me because the boy in the box looks like Alfred Wood when he got older. Obviously, I'm not an expert in any of that. I could be completely and totally wrong, but I did feel like maybe there was a possibility I do want to cover the boy in the box for you guys so we can talk about his case. He is an unsolved, murdered victim, but if you have some time, maybe look at the two of them side by side and tell me if I'm crazy or not. But I feel like they could be the same person. So what do you think? Could Alfred have fallen into the river and been swept somewhere and we were unable to locate him and still have never been able to find him? There's a lot of things that disprove this theory in particular. Not only did they sweep the bottom of, you know, the whole riverbed, everything, they also laid this protective netting through the whole river to stop things from floating down into other bodies of water, so Alfred couldn't have gotten past that point, unless he already had. Do you think he was kidnapped? Is it possible that somebody had been watching the family the entire time? knowing that there were so many children there, waited for the perfect opportunity, and when they saw Alfred alone for a second, they snatched him up and ran? Maybe that ransom was real. If that was the case, how come nobody was able to find the person that was taking Alfred and they were able to get away? What if the family was involved? What if there was an accident and something killed Alfred and all of this was a cover-up? Maybe he's buried somewhere else up there, super far away, and the family acted out this wild goose chase so they wouldn't be held accountable. Could they have taken Alfred up to the top of that cliff, killed him, dropped him off of it, or buried him up there? As far as I know, the cadaver dogs didn't dig anything, and neither did any of the authorities. So maybe Alfred was on that cliff when they laid down, and he was buried by the parents. But think about when he was on the top of that rocky area and seen by the hikers. Maybe that was Alfred. I know they don't think he could have gotten that far because he was so young, but what if something supernatural was involved? and it picked him up and carried him there really fast and he was sitting on the edge and this supernatural thing realized that people were seeing him and just like grabbed him and yanked him back. Is that something that could be going on? Or did he get kidnapped and was he the boy in the box? The ages are close. I do think it's possible that, you know, we have gotten the boy in the box's age wrong, especially if he was abused and starved But is that going to put us close enough to make it so it it could have been Alfred? Whatever happened to Alfred is still unknown. If he was alive today, which I don't think is the case, he would be close to 88 years old. It sounds to me like something happened out there. I don't know if I think Alfred got lost because he would have had to get lost in like a 10 minute window. Kids can go far in ten minutes, but with over a hundred people looking for you and screaming your name unless Alfred fell and injured himself or fell and killed himself or an animal possibly got to him, I don't know how we couldn't have found Alfred already. I hope one day we can bring closure to the family because they deserve it. They deserve to know what happened to four-year-old Alfred. There may be false or misleading information throughout this podcast. All facts have been researched to the best of my abilities, but accidents do happen. If this is a story you are interested in knowing more about, I highly recommend doing your own research. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.